welcome to our uh, Twitter spaces tonight. Um, unfortunately, with having five of us podcasters in five different states, we uh, we finally found a time that we can't all record. So uh, we thought we'd jump on a Twitter spaces tonight and probably a pretty good day to do it after the, the bullets that we've heard today. So we'll, we'll give a little bit of a round review, but then we'll just get stuck straight into the hot topics from this week. So Stato, considering you're the only um, one on the pod at the moment that has any credibility whatsoever, why don't you give everyone a bit of a review of how you went on the weekend? Yeah, well, I made a point of um, uh, shoring up my defence. Um, obviously, as the round started, we, we saw Wilmot struggle um, and really most of us only had Cowan left, so we had to take the, the punt um, to put Cowan on the field, um, I used a, a trade and shored up the the defence to get a bit of more scoring power, which I did, uh, which was good. So I recorded a, a twenty eighty five. Um, did have wit, so um, had a bit of a um, uh, an issue to deal with there. But um, um, talking about a sugar hit, uh, brought in Tim English, so I knew about it early enough to. To make that move, obviously, Grundy was another choice, but it just meant you you had a another ruck trade um, in the space of three or four weeks. So, um, got a good score this week, and seeing I was already in the the top um, thousand, it just moved me up the ranks a, a bit. I'm at four sixty nine, so only four hundred of being a, a nice rank. Um, so reasonably happy, um, so can't complain. But but obviously I um, have Doc, who I never wanted to start with, and actually in the Draft Doctor's draft kit, he was my burner of the year. Um, and surprise, surprise, he's burnt me. Um, and also have Will Day. So um, no doubt um, um, because of my ranking, having um, Will Day, um, one of those mid-prices that was so important to us early, um, no surprise there. So two out already, but I did have eight playing in defence. So probably a bit better than others. Um, so I didn't have a red dot sitting there, didn't have a Chesser, um, and there's quite a few others, Bergman, etc. cetera, um, there. So hopefully um, no more outs other than the two, um, and I should um, have a little bit of advantage because I think some people will be really struggling in defence this week. Yeah, we'll, we'll get on to the wheel day and the, the Doherty issue a little bit later, but give us your quick uh, Lux and Sucks from the weekend. Well, Lux has got to be um, Tim English, uh, but he wasn't planned to be in my team, but... Uh, 145. The worst thing is in. Um, I had to do the same thing in Supercoach. I had Wits there and as my captain in Supercoach, but brought in Tim English there and put the C automatically on him in Supercoach. I should have done the same in AFL Fantasy, uh, put it on Taranto. But uh, Lux was uh, Tim English, which is a bit of a force. And uh, Sucks, um, probably the man that's uh, left us all burning, um, is uh, Sam Doherty. Oh, must have had a pretty good, pretty good week. If Doc was your worst, but yeah, now nah, fair enough. Harmy, why don't you give us a bit of a review from your week? Yeah, we'll do, mate. Um, look, I didn't have a too bad a weekend. I was actually quite close to the Foss there. I put up a score of two thousand and seventy-two. So um, I had sort of had a few wins along the way, but I um, yeah. 
sort of now focusing on the defensive issues that we've got. I was actually keen to... Hami, Hami, are you a member of the Hunt clan? Well, if you just hold fire until I get to my lux of the week, mate, you'll you'll find out. But um, two weeks in a row for me with Jaden Hunt as the lux, 95 points um, for someone in that price range was just something special and I watched him play Super impressed with his um, mark kick count there. So yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty good to see. But geez, I had a few that I could put in the sucks category. But oh, where do I go? I might just throw it to Lockie Cowan for his forty-two because I needed something good and he didn't really come through. We sort of struggled a bit, and I think that's going to add to the pressure we've got this week. Yes, yeah, still a very decent score though, honey. Where does that leave you ranked now? Yeah, I came in. Um, so I was about 15.500 um, to start the round and came into 8,400. So, yeah, still sort of climbing. I'm still finding my way back from starting off slowly with the injuries, but now we've got a couple more. So it's a bit hard because you don't feel like you're making progress, but with all the sideways trades we've had early on. Yeah, I think 8,000 is a, a very good spot to be in from the start that you had. So good to see you climbing up the ranks. I had a 2015 this week and um, I still managed to climb up the ranks a little bit and I told myself I'd be positive, just making sure I improve every week. So happy to to improve uh, about 4,500 spots to come into about 16, uh, 167. Uh, but when I get to my sucks pick, um, you realise that it could have been a lot higher and I could have climbed a lot more than what I did. Um, my lux pick for the week, and uh, you boys already know all about this, but my little Easter Easter miracle on Saturday night. So uh, like Stato, I decided to shore up my defence a little bit and do a bit of a restructure, and that ended up me bringing in Brad Crouch. And uh, not only did I bring in Brad Crouch, I had the captaincy on him, and he was on 23 at half time, And I don't think I'd ever felt as sick as I had watching a game of football. Um, I was finding ways to quit the pod. I was finding ways to delete my team. And then he comes out with 102 points second half and ends up on 125. So that was my little Easter miracle and um, probably the reason I am here today. Uh, but unfortunately, my sucks has to be James Sicily for his 49. Um, not something I saw coming. Uh, corresponding game last year, I think he went 118. He was on 31 at quarter time and looked like he was just on his merry way to another ton. He then proceeded to score 18 points for the rest of the game. So um, could have been a lot bigger. Um, still happy that I climbed up the ranks, but still a little bit negative um, to finish in that way, Harmy. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, watching that game, it just sort of seemed like he had to lock down. And I guess we'll talk about some of these defenders given today's events, but that is the risk, isn't it? Like you, you pick a um, player that's predominantly a key position player, like he's play centre-half back most of the time, and that's the risk. Can I just say for the listener, um, there's a there's a lesson here for all of us Um and Holmesy um, had a dreadful night, um, and I will say I had a dreadful day. And poor old Harmy's um, seen the, the best and the worst of all of us because uh, my captain was Taranto, and when he was five at quarter time, uh, it's fair to say um, 
my attitude wasn't as positive as it normally is. Um, and Holmesy, when Brad Crouch is a uh, new recruit, and I, I'm just looking at our messages, um, Holmesy, and uh, it's fair to say I was feeling pretty shit because you sent me a message, Crouch took or jelly, and I went Crouch, mate. Uh, love him, and so does Ross the boss, which was something that I shared to the draft doctors as well. And you did respond, that's where I was thinking too. Now, at 23 at half time, it's fair to say you are not a happy camper, homie, uh, Holmesy. Um, you want to share your true feelings with the listener? Oh, I, I'm not even kidding. I was finding ways to quit the pod. I. <laughs> <laughs> Time. He'd had 61% time on ground. I had Harmy come into the group chat telling me that he's been out of the CBAs. You're telling me that he looks looks sick and off. And I was, yeah, I was worried. And then I, I I didn't watch the second half. I couldn't bring myself to do it. But I flicked onto the scores just after half time, and he'd already put, I think, 10 or 12 points on in about 40 seconds. And I thought, oh, here we go. Hopefully we can get something um, salvageable here. And, yeah, far out, 102 points in that second half. Um I was back, so you're right. There is a there is a lesson here, and that's probably not to check the, check the scores throughout the game and just have a look at the end. But uh, we all know that that's not going to happen because we are very very addicted. So good, good. I, I don't know if you've heard the story, but um, Cal was in a bit of a mess with um, uh, wits on his ground and a few other complications on his field, and and Warney come to his saviour and felt like. Uh, you know, uh, looking after my mates. And I felt the absolute opposite being the person that reinforced the crouch move for you. Um, so I, I felt like uh, I was negative warning um, during that first half. But um, I, I must admit, all's well that ends well. Uh, Taranto with 114 and Crouch with 125. So we got through. Yeah, that's no. That I'm the one that presses the button, so you don't have to feel bad about it. It was just, I suppose, the salt in the wound was that it was really him or Took that I was really looking at, and Took had the big first half, and Crouch was nowhere, so that's why it was stinging a little bit more. But anyway, we'll move on. Um, let's get stuck into, I suppose, the real hot topic for this round, and that's the fact that we've got... Oh, hold on, Holmesy, just one thing before you move on. Just, uh, I think we'll have Louis uh, joining us at some point. But I just thought I'd give a quick recap of the scores from the guys. So Louis put up a one nine five eight, and Dossie pipped him by one point with a one nine five nine. And um, Dossie sent me a message before he said his sucks of the week was Tom Cole with forty six. So he's really turned turned around on the Tommy Cole pick at the moment. He's keeping uh, Tommy cold for about the next six weeks after what's uh, happened because he does definitely have uh, Doherty and Will Day. Just look at his <laughs> team now. He has Bergman uh, and he has Jinby who might be in for a rest this week. So potentially four out, maybe five for, for Wilmot. So he's in a bit of struggle. So um, Lockie Cash... Uh, Cowan is on his field for the next uh, three or four weeks, and so is Tommy Cole. I'll tell you what, we should go back to that round one soundbite and just get a listen to what Dossie <laughs> said. The amount of shit that I copped for the Jaden Hunt pick round one and the difference between him and Tom Cole, boy, that's turned around, hasn't it? So, Oh, yeah, 
And, and can I say that how bad I was feeling on Sunday watching Hunt do that, thinking I could have gone Warple to Hunt and had about 300k in the bank for this week. And I have the same feeling watching Darcy McPherson um, the other night, knowing that you traded him in, Stato. Yeah, he did all right, but when you, when you think that the hunt was about another 150k cheaper and got another 10 points. But I will say McPherson's got a, um, um, a pretty good matchup for the next two weeks. Yeah, looking like a good fit there, Stato, and like I said, just um, to shore up the back line to make sure that um, you can handle the carnage this week was a good play. So let's let's get into that. So um, as a Doherty and a Will Day owner, I'll get your thoughts after as well, Harmy, but I know you, you're not a Will Day owner at the minute. Uh, what are you planning to do, Stato? Where should coaches be looking to go? Yeah, look, I'm in debate at the moment because the, the, the sensible choice is to go Tom Stewart because you're talking a, a potential top six defender. Now, I'm questionable on, on Tom Stewart at the best of times because I don't think he's played a, a full season in five years and he's already missed one this year. Um, but you're talking a primo that's dropped um, uh, $100,000 and it's due to an injury. It's not due to bad form or, or, or matchups or, or anything. So that makes sense to me. Then I look at Dawson and go, well, his move in the midfield is just magnificent. He looked brilliant on the week. Um, but I, I'm, I'm staring at um, trying to find those options are going to break open the game and the winning options. And I'm sitting in the in the top 500 Um I feel like there's a balance of trying to play safe and there's a balance of trying to take the game on and just get that extra little bit of advantage. So I'm debating. I, I know the smart move is, is Tom Stewart, um, but I've just got that feeling he's a trap. You got me now, boys? Yeah, got you, Louie. Yep. Oh, it was better without you, Louie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was. You don't need a coach in 20,000 ranks to uh, be giving advice, do you? <laughs> no, not at all. We all have bad luck sometimes, mate. Yeah, that's what we'll put it down to. Uh, what have I missed? Just uh, talking about the Sam Doherty, Will Day news. Now, you don't have Will Day, do you, Louis? No, I don't. Um, so a bit of a blessing in disguise there. It looks like... Um, well, he's obviously got the two weeks now. Do we think that Hawthorne challenge it? And bring oh, it absolutely. 100% they challenge it, mate. And I'll tell you what, it felt yeah. like you were a non-owner when you saw the tackle. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. As soon as I saw his um, head hit the floor, I was on the phone to uh, Michael Christian just letting him know that that's probably at least a week, <laughs> I think. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I will say that, that I... Um, uh, I did see a tackle that he did earlier in the game and thought, ooh, he needs to be careful with that. Um, but, I, but I also don't feel like that tackle was a two-weeker. Um, so I think it's a final one. Um, and it's interesting that the grades between the two from the game are different because, if anything, I think the day one is lesser. 
Yeah, I agree with that. And I did see that tactical early on. I actually messaged Holmesy and uh, I said the same thing, that you might want to watch out with those sling tackles a bit. And uh, you did a few in that game. It's a, it's definitely unfortunate for owners. But um, as we always like to say, crisis creates opportunity. It's just unfortunate that we're copying this um, Sam Doherty injury at the same time. But yeah. the upside of that is he does have quite a bit of cash on his head. So uh, we can get creative with our trades with him. Yeah, and I will say, Holmesy, because you, you actually asked the question um, with what should we do, I, I'm actually keeping Day. So I, I think he's a game-breaker. I think a, a whole heap are going to go off. I've already shored up my defence, so I'm not going to lose out week one. I might lose out a little bit week two. Um, but week three... I've got a, a top six defender rolling on the field while I'm doing my third week of uh, upgrades. Gee, that's, that's interesting. Stato, holding a premium for two weeks, playing a rookie, an extra rookie on field for two weeks. Um, you wouldn't want to trade him out? Well, I didn't, I didn't have a – I only had the one rookie there, so I'm actually down to five. Um, so I'm feeling pretty comfortable that I can – match up and where where everyone else is. I'm already in a good position that I can just take that leg forward on the third week. But I will say, I think they challenge and worst case scenario, they get it down to one. Yeah. So what camp do you boys, obviously I know the camp you're sitting in, Stato, but if Will Day does just miss the week, uh, Harmy and Holmesy, are you looking at moving him on or are you going to hold... Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I am from my position, being ranked 15K or whatever I am. you just got to keep being aggressive to try and make your way back up. And um, Stato's right, he is a game-breaker. I think he's going to be very close to a top-six defender in the form that he's in. So um, he'll definitely be someone I try and get back straight away. And if there's carnage, that might not happen, but I'm willing to take that risk. Um, but, yeah, I'm not looking to hold him at this stage, whether it's one or two weeks, Harmy. Yeah, if he if he's only going to miss one week, um, then I think I'm going to hold at this point in time because yeah, I've got both Doherty and Day. So um, if we do trade, it just limits our opportunity to improve the team overall. So if it's two weeks, um, I will probably trade. But if it's one, I'm willing to hold. I think at this point. So yeah, I mean, it was interesting over the course of the day because I saw Doherty out earlier in the day, and I was coming up with some sort of trying to come up with some neat ways of improving my team whilst trading him out. But then with Day um, out as well, it sort of really limits that because um, anyway, we'll, we'll talk through some trade options, I suppose. But yeah, if it's one, I'll probably hold. It is an awkward sideways one uh, coming into week four, week five now, where the upgrade cycle should be beginning. Uh, and suddenly, a lot of coaches find themselves having to go sideways on a Sam Doherty and potentially a Will Day. So it's definitely going to cause some headaches. Obviously, you got to trade Sam Doherty, but um, I think there'll be some interesting things on Will Day. Uh, what 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 will be interesting though is um, hey, who do we yeah, see boy. get an uptick from this? Yeah, whoopo. It gets it gets more time to stuff it up in the centre. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, yeah, Warple is probably one that's still on the trade out list, but he should get a bump in CBAs uh, as we saw in round one uh, prior to Will Day sort of taking the lion's share in there. And uh, for Sam Doherty, there have been a few little murmurs on Twitter. I've read that even that Chin Cotter guy could get a go, who's a a basement rookie for us. We might not be able to jump on this week, but. 
that's probably for the best. We can see how his scoring sort of transpires and, and hop on, and uh, at least we get a look and see whether or not he's going to be the sub. What do you what do you guys reckon about um, the Carlton backline? So is there anybody that legitimately does get a bump? So like one of the players that I wrote down is Nick Newman. Don't say Lewis. Uh, Nick Newman. Don't say um, Because if he plays more of a key role, we know it. Know the guy's got a ceiling. He can score well enough. Um, yeah, I just thought he was an interesting one. Like and McGovern, McGovern if, if, too. There's a chance that he will miss because he went off like in the first quarter. I think went down to the rooms, getting his hamstring looked at. They strapped it up and came back on. So there's no guarantee that he's going to play this week either. No, spot on. Um, but the interesting part is Newman's been playing key roles for him. So um, he spent time on Dusty. Um, trying to think the week before, but. So he's trying to do um, sort of the lockdown role. The week before he scored 116, so he can't have been locking down too much. Yeah, just just have a look, though, on the, the matchup. So when there's been a, a dangerous, sizable um, um, mid-size forward like a Dusty, he's been matching up with them. Uh, do you think your boy Chara is just going to slide back maybe into a half-back role with Walsh, Kennedy and Akers coming back in, Stato? Yeah, well, if those midfielders do, then you've got someone that's played really good defence before. So, yeah, that's that's a chance. Yeah, look. Are, we, uh, are we comfortable fielding Cowan this week with no dog? Hell no. Well, he plays first game. He's got the loop, doesn't he? Yep. 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 You play him emergency. I don't think I've got a choice at this point in time. Um, Yeah, I don't know. What have we got? Unless, unless, uh, yeah, if if I hold Will Day, then he's probably going to be playing. Just on that, so if you are someone that doesn't have much cash in the bank, then, yeah, you probably are potentially better off holding Will Day because there's not really anyone around his price range other than a Tom Stewart maybe that you would be comfortable going sideways to. But if you're someone that's got a little bit of cash in the bank, like myself, would you recommend, um, you know, going maybe a a Doherty down to a Dawson or a Dacos that you've missed and then really using the opportunity to go Will Day sideways to one of those uber premiums in the low 900 range and really getting aggressive? (laughs) Yep, so this is where this is where I've got to with it. I'm um, and I think that this is being influenced by the lack of potential rookies coming through. So trying to think of ways that we can make money. Um, you know, so this is why I'm probably a touch reluctant to just jump to the top guys like Sicily, who's got a break even of 136. Um, and having a look at people that I think potentially are going to make money the period that we have them, even though they're possibly not going to be um, top six defenders at the end of the season. So maybe I'll give you a couple of examples of people I looked at today. Uh, sorry. And, and while, while you're looking, um, um, there, there is an opportunity for people to ask questions. There are a couple here that are asking about that defence, so mm. we'll move on to them. After you look at your options. Okay, so so yeah, look, I don't mind Dawson because of that role. Um, and I sort of mentioned before about Sicily locking down. Well, there's a bit of risk with Stewart too. So if Dawson's playing more midfield, it's probably not a bad thing looking at the way he went about it the other day. But I'm more talking about 
um, people like Daniel Rioli, um, potentially Liam Baker. If I want to go down and make money um, and even save some for an upgrade next week, maybe Nick Haynes. I mentioned Nick Newman before, Dustin McPherson, possibly, but may have missed the boat. Stato, he's probably got on him at a good time. So, yeah, I guess they're the sort of people. I mean, I'll, get, I'll use Dan Rioli. Okay, he's a, probably a good example. He's somebody that's scoring, um, well, up there with the best of the defenders at the moment. Um, he's averaging high 90s, I think, from memory, or just just a below 100. Um, he's not priced at that. He's priced at 90, and he's got a break-even of 77. So he's the sort of guy that I don't think you're really going to lose out on um, if he can keep the role, then short, um, short doesn't come back in and influence what he's doing on the field. I suppose the question I had to that, though, Harmy, is would you really want to burn a trade to go to one of those players now when next week... Uh, we have, you know, a potential Lockie Whitfield that's going to have defensive status. Sheasel is going to be able to swing back there when you need him to. Zeeble's going to be able to swing back there when you need him to. Do you really want to muck around with one of these players? It's a shame, isn't it, that this wasn't next week um, with with those guys being able to be moved around. But, look, I'm not sure. It's I actually um, adopted this last week with my trades uh, because I couldn't sort of go one down, one up. So... I think you said earlier that I didn't have Will Day. Well, I actually only brought in Will Day um, last week, but I'm still like over the one week. I've still made fifty thousand off him if I choose to trade him out now. So I did the same with Cosy Pickett, and I made about fifty thousand off him too. So I guess I'm generating cash even if they're not long-term prospects. So we might go to the questions, boys, because um, there's a couple of names that pop up and a couple that I'm. Interested to see uh, Holmes's and Louis' thoughts on. So the first one was thoughts on Trent Rivers. So that's from Liam. Um, so Liam, he was one that I actually looked at. So Trent Rivers is a um, um, a player who got a bit of CBAs, um, has looked really good in his role and has a massive... Uh, scoring in his junior days. He is a true ball magnet. So got a ton this week. Uh, he's at 594. Um, so I'm looking that you can you can bank some really good coin, um, just over 300K from Doherty. So I'm actually looking at him. So thoughts are quite positive, Liam, because he's got a low break even, got a really good role and a really good run coming. Um, Jack, uh, question, which I want to throw to Louis and, and Holmesy, which is I don't have Dacos. Should I go straight to him or take on the comp and go a pod? So what's your thoughts, Louis, first? Yeah, mate, my thoughts on Nick Day, well, obviously this bloke has started the season just unbelievably. A 114, 117, 126. But in these games, he is absolutely brained it. Like he's been best on ground just about every single week. We keep hearing about attention coming, never really comes bar that second quarter versus the Lions. Uh, right now, I still think he's overachieving though. So with his ownership at about 40%, it might be even more than that at this point, I'm more inclined to try and find the next guy. I do think Nick Dacos is going to be a top six defender, but I do think he's quite fairly priced now, maybe a little bit unders, but 
I'm more in favour of trying to get the run on the next guy rather than go and chase the points of a Nick Dacos who's absolutely brained it to start the season from that uh, 769k price tag. Holmesy? Yeah, he's such an interesting one. And in hindsight, he was probably one of the easiest picks in the preseason that um, a lot of us have missed, even though he is very highly owned. I've been absolutely convinced that this tag is going to come and that teams are going to lock down on him. And it just hasn't happened. Um, It's been burning me week on week on week. And I think it's one of those weeks at the moment where you either need a jump at it this week and get it done, or you need to be confident not owning him until the bye because he comes up against St Kilda this week. And if the tag comes, then happy days. But if the tag doesn't come, then there's a 150 on the card. Saints that have been giving up massive points, and he'll be low 900s, mid 900s, and then it's pretty much game over. You're not going to be able to get him. So it's for me, it's either Doctor Dacos this week and just. Know that you know maybe a Windhager tag comes, but just knowing that if the tag doesn't come, then um, you've you're onto a real winner. Would you agree? Yeah, it's, look, it's an interesting one. I've been on him since day one, loving it. Um, I think you both need to get on. Um, if Sicily can come out with the forty nine, then of course Dacos can have a bad day if he gets attention. But at the end of the day, I've um, Observable thirst is what our leader says all the time. Now, this is one thing Dossie's actually got right. This boy's got it. Um, and, and yes, they're going to be some down days, but he's a top sixer. He's uh, underneath what he's going to score. You've got to jump on now, otherwise you'll miss the boat and you'll regret it. And just, Holmesy, your sound isn't the greatest, mate, so I don't know whether you've got a headset on or something like that but um just have a little uh play with that to get the sound better we'll go to the next question Sorry, Fado, i'll just i'll just butt in there mate so um on nick dacos uh if coaches are going from a doherty down to a nick dacos uh what are they doing on the other end is it just a rookie fix up uh, what's the price difference? Fifty thousand. It's about fifty k. So you, you can't. Is do it much really on only fifty k? Yeah. Jesus. Um, the the reality is, yeah, yeah you got to think about what else you need to fix up. Um, but this is where you can probably, uh, I think, around that that mark, and and hopefully you haven't got zero in the bank, but that can get you from um, a um, a Jinbi if he's um, not playing this week and he's rested to a hunt. So if you can get a Dacos and a hunt from two red dots, then that's a win. Yeah, and I think if you're looking at three red dots once team sheets drop on Thursday, then it does become a super valid trade where you are getting that. It is a bit sideways going Doherty to um, Dacos, but you are going to have to fix up your rookies at some point and it's not a bad opportunity to do so, whether that's a... A Chesser, a Davey, um, everybody's got that non-playing R3-2, which could become a Samson Ryan, for example, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Weller mm. is a question. The role looks great. Yep. Yeah, totally agree. Watching that game the other night, he was taking the kick-ins, then he was running up the field, he'd get the ball back, then he ended up like sometimes being the guy delivering it inside 52. So they were looking for him and he looked really good doing it. I guess the concern is he's never really been 
um, that person is over uh, over ninety average in the past. So, has anything changed in the Suns' um, game plan, or you know, or has he just had a couple of good weeks? So, mm. sounds like a northerner speaking about a northwest coaster. <laughs> Mm. I don't know. I'm not convinced. I mean, oh, he's, it's well, he, he but he moved when he was 16, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He followed his brother <laughs> up there. So, so, so if you, if you move out, if you move out of Bernie when you're 16, you're not a Northwest yeah. Coaster. Fair uh, enough. No, look, fair he, enough. He did. He did look obviously. Um, he's only played three games to start this season, and looking at previous scoring across his career, he's very up, down, up, down, up, down. Uh, and he started the season well with that 95 average. But if you look at the quarter breakdowns, he's also very up, down, up, down, up, down. So his goods, are, his highs are going to have to be very high uh, and he's going to have to eliminate some of those lows. I don't mind him as an option and he comes in quite cheap. Uh, but I, it's probably somebody who I would pass at this early stage of the season and just uh, sort of put him in that trap category. He might come on and be a really good uh, fantasy player for us, but I just haven't seen enough yet. Yeah. And also, not to mention, uh, the body doesn't hold up. So 17, 17, 13, 11 uh, games in his last five seasons uh, leaves a bit to be desired there as well. Well, Gold Coast thought he was worth uh, Andy Brayshaw <laughs> and more. So who, who knows? Um, so that that question was from, from Mitch. So thanks, Mitch. And Jason... Uh, also asked the question of, of thoughts on Day to Weller. So I think you got your answer there. Um, James has asked the question, and I might go to the two owners. Um, thoughts on Jaden Hunt? Oh, well, he's still only 5'18". Um, so and he's last couple of weeks he's performed well above that. So I think he's an, at an affordable price. And, yeah, if that he's, he's, he's all you can get to, um, accepting that he's going to be trade out in a, even a few weeks potentially, then I still think he's a good buy. Is, uh, is, is it any better at the moment? Not really. Right, I'll just stay off for a little bit then, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Um, Sam's asked, uh, and and he must be dodging bullets left, right, and centre, or just planning for next week. Um, thoughts on Whitfield? Yeah, yeah, I don't mind the look of Whitfield. It's a shame he wasn't a defender because he's put a couple of good scores. But you've got to bear in mind that the Bombers kicked twenty two points, and he was taking a fair chunk of the kick ins there. So I don't know if it's a little bit inflated, but. I don't know. I guess I've got a bit of an emotional thing with Whitfield, thinking back a few years ago about what he really could do um, by way of a, a high average. But yeah, I mean, he's he's um, yeah, he's what is he seven hundred thousand, seven hundred ten thousand or something. So yeah, he's yeah seven thirty k. And keeping in mind Hawthorne this week mm. too, um, but his scoring has been um, pretty much on par with what his tog's been. So round yeah. one versus the Crows obviously gets injured. 48% for a 48 score. Uh, Carlton, 83%. Tog goes at 82. And then the Essendon game brains it a little bit more, goes at 100 on the dot from 82% time on ground. So he's still scoring. Um, it's a small sample size, but we know what he's been able to do in the past. And we know that he's going to pick up defensive status in a line that's leaving quite a bit to be desired at the moment. I think he could be 
uh, quite a play this week, especially for those jumping down from Doherty looking for a bit of extra cash because you're finding yourself with an extra 200k, which you put on a James Warple's head, suddenly you're finding himself with a with a Tom Stewart, for example, as well. So you're starting to get up on both ends there and actually improve your side from uh, one force change and the other one being a mid-pricer you're keen to get up on. Now, Louis, I, I need to ask the question, um, and I actually put it in our uh, group chat. I, I've got this sneaky feeling that Tom Stewart is a trap. Am I on the mark? What makes you say that, Stato? Um, I've got no doubt that he's got a ceiling, um, but I've, I've also got the worry that he's probably the main tag target for um, Geelong and he hasn't played a full season and been injured for the last five years. There's definitely some extra attention that the Hawks were giving to Tom Stewart on the weekend because even before the game started, Sam Mitchell was touching on what a jet Tom Stewart is. So I think uh, while it wasn't a hard tag, there's always a zone defence with those sorts of guys and uh, it was definitely not a good game for him, I wouldn't have thought. He pretty much got most of his score in that first half. Uh, but a 70, if that can be his floor, uh, you're laughing, I think. And with the next three uh, being West Coast, Essendon and Adelaide, uh, two of which have given up a lot of marks in the last couple of weeks, uh, I think you can do a lot worse at the 730k price tag than a Tom Stewart. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've still got it in my head, though. That It, it makes me worry. Uh, is, thoughts is from state, Josh? He, sorry, what are you thinking he goes? So 90 to 95 then? And, and that that's my sort of drama. His ceiling isn't that high. He's never averaged 100. He, he just gets over 100 if you remove those injury games last year. But, yeah, that's true. Yeah, 97 is the highest he's ever averaged. He's 30, 30 in 27 days. Just um, look, everything about Tom Stewart uh, is telling me that he's the logical trade-in target, which I think you said earlier, um, Stato. I just wanted to have a look at what his ownership is now as well, though. I reckon it'd have to be getting up there a bit, wouldn't it? Like a lot of people would have traded him in last week um, after that first game back. Uh, let's have a look. So yeah, so one one twenty six uh, coming back after his fourteen when he's injured. Um, yeah, just a little bit worried about him. Um, so, I, but my brain goes, it's a smart move. Yeah, but I'm there's something about it that makes me go, it's not right. Look, I can see where you're coming from, Stater, but I, I just can't see Tom Stewart not being a 90-plus guy. And when we see what we've got to pick from in defence, it drops off quite quickly. So even if you can go uh, somewhere between 90 and 95, then it's probably close enough. And even on his ceiling, we started to see his ceiling last year, I felt, and it was just um, taken away by him by a couple of injuries there and a couple of circumstances that didn't go his way. Uh, he did pop 160 twice, wasn't it? So it's certainly there. And on that way home with about 11 of 13 GMHBA 
uh, home games uh, where he sort of makes his bread. I think he could come home strong, and this might be the cheapest that you can get him. Yeah, just 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 on um, his ownership there was ten percent, so it was actually quite a bit lower than I thought it would have been. Um, As in, I thought maybe avoiding him was also a play um, if he did have high ownership, but maybe that's not a concern for us. Yeah. Um, So next one from Josh. Thoughts on going Doherty and Day to Stuart and Jelly. Mm, Nice. I love it. Yep. Tick it off. Mm. So I reckon you make cash out of both of them if you go Doherty to Jelly. Is probably thirty grand, and Day to Stewart. I'm, I'm unsure, but I, I, I reckon Day's in the mid seven hundreds now. Yeah, no. So you'd make about twenty thousand on the Doherty to Kelly, and then Will Day will only cost you, well, six thousand. Is it? Yeah, six thousand. So that's uh, yeah, pretty equivalent. So Great you guys time. sign off on that. So. Um, Brendan Collins, thoughts on Doherty to Stewart and Davey to Hunt. It gets a rookie off the ground. Hunt still has 100k to make. Agreed. Does he? Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, if, he, if Hunt drops a 50 or 60 this week, well, that, that's it at the price tag. At the price tag. He might yeah, make another if, 15k. In, in the 500s, he's if you haven't got him, so you're not Holmesy and you're not Harmy, um, so you're not the H's, um, you're, he's not value-bringing in, Louis. That's the way I'm looking at it too because the reality, he had a blinder first half, 65 he had, and he pumps out a 30 in the second half. Now, a 60 guy, 60 to 70 guy, is what I think he is. I agree. And if he does revert to that norm, then quite quickly at that price tag, as we said, the break even does flip. And all of a sudden, instead of that 100K you thought you were getting, it's more like 35K and then forced trades and then Jaden Hunt's in the side at the buys. The, the, the devil's advocate to that, Louis, is he was always fifth or sixth string at Melbourne He's second string here at West Coast. Well, especially with all their outs at the moment, yeah. Uh, yeah it's an interesting one. Um, Brad uh, has asked, uh, hold Dave one week and field Cash Cowan. Trades would be Doc to Hunt and Wilmont to Tom Stewart. Yeah. Well, there's a nice upgrade, isn't it? Uh, oh, no, Wilmot. Yeah. I don't know. Look, that's where I'm at, though. I, I'm thinking of just playing Cowan and holding Day and trying to improve my team elsewhere. So that is... Th- that, that's yeah. what he's looking yeah. at. So he wants to hold Day yeah. and effectively would um, uh, effectively would field Hunt and Stewart. It sounds good to me, Brad. Yep. Uh, so the next one, Jack, is uh, Doc Day to Rivers Haynes and Bank 400K. So that would – and uh, this is where I uh, think potentially this week is where I might get a bit of advantage 
because there's a potential with the two of them, if I keep one being day, that I only have to do one trade in defence, so Doherty, and if I make some cash out of that, I can take a rookie off the field. So that would advantage me. This play obviously is going Doc Day to Rivers Haynes. You mentioned Haynes before, Harmy. Do you think they're two good options? No, it's very, very Both risky. Yeah, very risky. I, I mentioned Haynes because I've seen him do it before um, and I think there's probably less risk in that pick and he's about 600,000. Um, Rivers I'm not as confident in because he's really lacked consistency in his game uh, and I guess I watched that GWS game and I thought Haynes played quite well as, as also. So, yeah, geez, I don't know about bringing two in because it's then two that you've got to try and upgrade further down the track. Uh, I will say, Jack, I'm a lot more bullish on Rivers than the other boys are and it's because he has the history of scoring at the lower end and is finally getting the roles for him to deliver what he's got. Now, have you joined us back, Holmesy? Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, I just don't know how well the speaker's going, that's all. He struggles to pick it no, up when you, you first start lot. talking. The longer you talk, yeah. the better it's going to be. Yeah, easy done. No, actually, Holmesy, you've never talked well, <laughs> so don't don't get too hyped on that. Um, Sam thought, oh, no, we got Whitfield question before. Um Jason Gray, now this is a really good question because I looked at this. Um, Mitch Duncan. Mm. Well, as I know, last year, I'm not sure you'd want to go back to that well. He burnt me quite badly <laughs> last year. Um, mm. He looked incredible on the weekend, didn't he? But that, that's something I did want to bring up before and obviously I wasn't speaking. But do we think the Mitch Duncan effect can affect Tom Stewart? Is there room for both of them to be... 95 averaging players in that Geelong system? Well, they've, yeah, they've, and, they've and both who done gets it. it. Who gets it? They've both done it, really, but, I mean, they haven't been scoring as well as they have been so far this year. Yeah, they had one out of the box against Hawks on the weekend, but their fantasy scoring has been right down. So I think it could be a, a case of, you know, one week one goes bang, the next week the other goes bang, and if, you know, they both have up and up and down scores, maybe they don't have the consistency to both be 95 averaging players. That would be my concern. They're both guns. Yeah. Duncan was playing further up the field, though, wasn't he? Like, you could definitely see um, Stewart staying at home in the defensive 50, but Duncan was playing more up on the wing rather than sweeping around in the back line with him. Yeah, well, Ben, if Duncan was more on a wing, then you wouldn't think that that scoring sustainable with what we've seen from the wingers dropping off, um, yeah. the scores dropping off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, your sound isn't too much better, uh, unfortunately, Holmesy. Um, got a few more questions here, gents. I'll keep rattling through them. Thoughts on going Doherty and Day to Stuart and Jelly? We already had that one. Apologies. Um, uh, sorry, I'm rattling through. God, there's a lot of questions here. Lads, do we think Wilmot holds? Talk about Richmond coming back and thoughts on Bergman from the Ruse. Think he'll get up. So do you reckon 
that Wilmot holds with Rich coming yep. back. Yeah, I've got no doubt that he holds. I, I think he'll be fine. They play different roles. As for Bergman, uh, I think he'll get up uh, if he's healthy. It was just sickness while he was omitted, uh, and they didn't win. So it should be um, last in. Uh, sorry, uh, last in, yeah, first out. And boys, who else thinks about Wilmot? Mm, it's hard to say. Well, we always felt like they were a bit um, tight down there with uh, McKenna, Kitty Carmen, Rich, Wilmot, um, and I'm probably missing a couple there as well. So I think there, there will be a point in time when he gets dropped, but I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't awful um, the other night, even though he didn't score, didn't reflect it. Yeah, fair enough. And do you think Bergman comes straight back in? Yes, he should. Fair enough. Yep. Um, so next one from Jeff Brown. Getting Stuart in the week of uh, GMBAA. God, they've got more letters at their bloody ground than anything else. Uh, opens back up to the um, but agreed would might be the cheapest. So Brayshaw, May and Rivers all took plenty of marks against West Coast. A bleat, not great scores. So getting Stuart in the week that he actually plays at home, is that the best way to go? So it's not this week, it's the week after. They're all in Adelaide this week, but he plays at Geelong the following week. Is that the week to get him? I just like it. Like when when um, the Cats were on top the other day, they still just chipped it around their back line a bit and looked pretty good. And I, they, they will roll over the Eagles, and I have a feeling that they will be able to control the game as they like. I wouldn't be worried um, about bringing him in this week just to wait until he gets back to Geelong. Um, I think you'd be like as far as the matchup and the ground goes, uh, that, that's not going to affect my decision. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, next one is Doc and Day to Zebel and Dawson. Yeah, I'd, I don't mind it. Yeah. Uh, that uh, DPP with Zebel is going to come in handy. Uh, good flexibility, like-for-like -like players. Uh, I think it's a tick. Actually, that was similar to one that I looked at earlier in the day before the Will Day thing. I was um, going to go Doherty out, um, and I think it was Dawson in and Warple out and Zebel in, but now with Day out, I can't do that. So, yeah, similar kind of principle. Okay, a couple here from Josh, but um, let's concentrate on one because it's changing tact away from our defender questions, which is Laird worth the pickup soon. <laughs> also, what's everyone's thoughts on Josh Dunkley? So, Let's go with Laird first. Now, I'll say from round one, and I know it was a, a bit of a tough matchup. I think he scored in the 50s, might be 57 that his score was. But I, the first thing I noticed was there was change in that midfield mix from round one where they were getting those quick um, – half-forwards sort of mixing in with the midfield. So uh, Rankin and Rochelle were bursting through that midfield. And then all of a sudden you've got Dawson coming in this week. Is it that 
and I know his CBAs are still at a decent level, but the reality is Adelaide are mixing up their midfield mix and looking for burst power and are reducing the amount of repeat stoppages. So all of a sudden, Laird is a role player, not the number one midfielder. Does everyone agree with that? Yes, Yep, he's, he's yep. got my attention. Like, he's somebody that I'm watching, but the time is not now for, for the reasons that you've said there because um, Keyes is back in there. Yeah, Rochelle, um, Dawson now as well. Rankin chops out a bit, Saligo. They've got more people going through there, and you're right. You can sort of see they're trying to get that burst of pace as well uh, and Barry still to come back in. So I think we give it a bit of a watch. He doesn't have the monopoly that he has done the last two years. Yeah, and, I think it's I, a culmination of all those things. But also looking back at the last two years, certainly last year, he didn't actually um, really come into his own until the second half when he came home at 129. I think it was the same the year before as well. So as winter comes in and there's a bit more stoppage footy, I think Rory Laird starts to thrive on that. But early on, when it is so quick and fast, I, th- I think he is struggling a little bit and he probably hasn't had the greatest opponents to be able to put up some ceiling scores either. Yeah, has had a bit of a tough matchup. So what we'll say, Josh, is I reckon the turning point is when his price starts changing. So um, mm. I, yep. I remember a year, and I'm trying to think what it was. Um, I think Selby um, sort of come from the, the, the skies and, Rattled through the the uh, the rankings and got to the top hundred, but I think he dropped away at the end. But what I think, what I think was the marvel of that season for him, although he didn't take out the prize, was every time he came in, he got that damn damn nice sugar, and it was like I remember he went bont, and the week he got bont, bont went one thirty, and it just never never looked like he was going to get 130. And he seemed to do it week after week after week. So I think the timing's so important for Laird, and I think it might have been Louis's point about the second half of the season when winter comes, when the rain starts falling, the footy slows down. So right now we're struggling in the midfield, but the defenders seem to be going really well. And it's picking the right point. But it's not getting too excited because he's cheap right now or he's a 150k cheaper than what he started. It's picking the point where his season turns. It should turn. We hope it does. But it's not there right now. Is that fair? Yeah. We'll all grab him at some point, but it's not just yet. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think there's... He also mentioned Doherty. So let, let's talk about um, – oh, sorry, um, Dunkley. Um, so I, I think I, I've got a, a strong thing. We look for value. Um, I, I went Doherty at the start of the season because I just didn't know what was going to happen in defence. And as it's turned out, we're a lot of, we've had a lot of defenders that are good value. Um and we're finding them, the, the Will Days of the world, um, we, we're finding them pretty quickly. Um, 
but it's the reason why I don't like going top scorers of the line. This is the the new way is fantasies played. You used to get buy people at the price that they were worth and let rookies help build everyone else up. The new way is to look at value. Um, so this is why I've started with Sarong, LDU, um, Setterfield was a really good example this year, is you find the people that are they're going to score really well but a value at the start. And at the end of the day, um, going dunks seemed like a possible good move because we felt he had upside away from Bevo, more CBAs, but it hasn't worked out. Are we worried, boys? Are we comfortable like the lead theory that we stick fat and it's going to come to him? Both. I'm worried and I am sticking fat. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I just – there's a few teams I'll put in this basket because um, I know that – Yeah, rattle through. Yeah, rattle through. I know that Connor Rosie got tagged the other day, but just just Port, like Brisbane, Port Adelaide um, – I'll, I'll rattle off a few others. Yeah, here's my list. Okay, Carlton, Collingwood, Geelong, Richmond, the Swans. Yeah, that's that's my list at the moment where I'm feeling like their game plan is not conducive to good scoring. So Brisbane is the prime example. Like you've picked Dunkley, but you could have picked Neil as well. One A guy that accumulates has been a high-scoring player for years, yet this year... He's not getting it done, is he? All system-based teams mm. there, Harmy, as yep. well, wasn't it? Yep. yep. Yeah, it's it's um, it's a little bit of a worry. Um, I, I will say I, I remember holding Dunkley for, um, um, for probably seven rounds. It might have been um, back... In 2021, um, might have been a little bit earlier than that. But remember, he was averaging 77 till round seven and then just went burko. Um, so I I feel like he's a type of player that he knows how to find the footy, yep. that we just got to stick fast. I think that that was now, um, I, 2019 I, I because I that was the I, last year I went pretty well and I – Brought him in. I think I traded Willem Drew to him. Like, it was a straight swap, and then he just killed it. But he's got to have the environment. Like, this is the thing. We all thought he was going to have that key inside mid-roll, which he does have, um, and that that was going to see the bump in scoring. But, yeah, that scoring's just not there yet. Apart from that one week, couple of weeks ago, he got to that 116, I think it was, and I captained him. Yeah, this I messaging think- from the club, though, I'm, I'm not sure they're thrilled with the results so far. I think they want more out of him, and I think he wants more out of himself. So a player like Josh Dunkley, especially with that forward status, I think you're backing him in. Yeah, I think you're right, Louis. Look, look, I, I will say I need to share a story with the listeners. Um, I, I'm on holidays at the moment, and it's why I said I wasn't going to be available um, tonight. I, I had a engagement that I still need to go to, but um, you guys hooked me up. But um, I, I went and had a break, spent some time in Brisbane. I, I flew to, to Alice Springs for um, uh, a little bit of uh, uh, tight work um, that I had to sneak in um, while I was on holidays. 
And unfortunately, um, I walked into a restaurant in Alice Springs, decided to order a, a Pinot um, and just relax a little bit. And there was this intruder that uh, jumped in and interrupted my dinner. And unfortunately, that man has hopped on the line at the moment and uh, I just wanted him to introduce himself. Yeah, g'day, boys. Uh, it's your boy Dossie here, joining in the, uh, the, sp- <laughs> <laughs> the spaces. What, what, what's going on here, lads? You, you're going to do a show without me. You're too big for your britches now. Yeah, how's Tommy Cole going, mate? Look, this isn't a show about Tommy Cole anymore. Uh, this is all about Jason Hunt. I've always been a believer. Uh, in the hunt train. <laughs> now, but Sato, it was uh, it was good to see you on that uh, random encounter over here. But um, I got to say, it was much like the I think it was the Carlton Drafter ad back in the day of uh, you know two mates just running into each other on the holiday. Oh, what are the odds, Stato? By all no, means, no. seeing you here, fancy seeing you at the pub, mate. Uh, yeah, no, it was a very random chance that you were just in Alice Springs the same week. I'm still here. Um, Abandoning my date night just to say hello to you boys. So just thought I'd pop in and say good day, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Because I might get in trouble otherwise. Well, yeah, all, all the best to the lovely Mrs. Doss. That's what I'll call her while we're um, have all the listeners, mate. But um, so look, we've all given our lucks and sucks, mate. Um, could you share yours? Gee, I've got to go look back at the old the old team for this week. It wasn't too pretty, was it? And uh, we've already got some some harsh things to navigate, which I'm keen to listen back as to what you guys have um, have suggested tonight. But yeah, my lucks for the week. Let's have a look through. Oh, I mean, Tim English was probably the only performer. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I heard heard um, DC's sob story on Hat Chat, and I had a very similar similar case of not getting too many tons last round. So you've got to really respect the guys that can reach that 100 mark. Um, and I was really annoyed that Josh Kelly didn't power on. He was looking I, – I had him captain. And, um, yeah, he, he got 106 in the end, but only 17 in that last quarter. So it was pretty disappointing. My sucks I've got to give to Matty Rao. Um, I think you got – I was pretty smug early days when he popped – <laughs> well, when when you celebrate when someone gets a 95. No, I was celebrating the 78, actually, if you recall, the week <laughs> after, because it was, on, it was on 26, I think, like with five minutes left in the third quarter and managed to pump out a 78 to save it. So, yeah, scoring 60 and then with Noah Anderson going the other way and getting the 150, everyone's looking to jump on him. I'm like, well, looks like I've made a huge mistake with that. Uh, Matty Alpha, yeah, um, I'll leave you guys to it, but looking forward to gather round. I think I'm going to be going to five games by the sound, so if there are any uh, Pod Pod fans out there, looking forward to them buying me a beer, I reckon. I, would do. <laughs> no, I look forward to catching a few people around, and um, enjoy, lads. I'll look forward to listening back to this one. Yeah, and lovely to hear your voice, and of course, it was lovely to see your face the other day, Dossie. Um as as much as it uh, probably was uh, a little bit hurtful to have an intruder at my dinner, <laughs> absolutely, mate. And, and, and I will I will I will say he he walked out before the bill came. <laughs> <laughs> no, Stato being the richest man in fantasy, but he did kindly offer for the bill, so thank you for that, Stato. But uh, enjoy, lads. No, Good luck, and uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. 
pleasure, mate. And um, lads, we did have uh, a lot more questions sort of pop through. Um, so uh, I might um, race through a, a quick of a quick few of these. Uh, Josh has said, sorry for all these questions, lads. So Josh has given us a few. If I miss the train on Timmy English this week, can I still jump on next week? Also, um, so let's go Tim English first before we get to his second question. Well, yes, you can. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be the number one ruck in the comp, but you're going to want to have him at some point. Um, and he's actually going up in price a bit at the minute. Yeah, I, I don't mind paying the price tag. He's going to be the number one ruck, and I, I can't see him going under 115 most weeks, and that's what you want at your R1 position. 40% of the comp have got yeah. him, and they're all you know putting points on you every week you don't have him. Yeah, fair enough. So the next one is uh, a bit of dossy flavour. Um, so Tim English, is he a good pot option or just a couple of flukes? English, you sure got him? Uh, Tim Kelly, Tim Kelly sorry. yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I just wouldn't be going there. We've seen this before from him. Yeah, he can hit a good score, but he can also – What if there's one round last year where he got tagged to five possessions or something. Remember that? Like, I had him at one point last season and I'm just not keen to chase him. Louis? I don't mind him. Uh, his next couple of fixtures aren't fantastic, but does present a bit of value. If you were keen on him, I wouldn't talk you out of picking him. I think he's going to come good, and I can see him averaging sort of 102 to 105 on this form for the season. Bit high. Got to remember, uh, West Coast uh, aren't very good either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and look, uh, one thing I did like about him, it felt like he was leading the midfield which I don't think he's ever had that role before. So I'm questioning, which does make him a trade target, of course, but I am questioning, is he lifting to that responsibility? But keep in mind, a lot of our best fantasy scorers do come from the worst sides in the comp as well. Mm. Yeah, Laird over the last couple of years. Mm, fair enough. Um, so Cameron Gibb asks, um, how are you fellas rating Libba? He's the man at the dogs that seems to have the plum run each week. Now, I, I, I need to ask the question. We all went, Dunkley leaves, CBAs available. Who's going to get the extra CBAs? We've all gone, let's talk about Bailey Smith. Let's talk about Jack McRae. He's going to get back to his best. Let's talk about Bond. But we all forgot about Libba. Yeah, he's been awesome. Like, and he's kicking goals. He sort of seems to be everywhere at the moment. So, yeah, impressive start of the season. Priced at eight hundred eighty-two thousand, though. Like, you'd be picking him now as being a top eight mid. So, yeah, and he's not the sort of player I like to trade into. But he's getting that done. Um, so, Brendan Collins has asked a question, and, and it brings me to a bit of game theory that I have. So, um, is English a must-have now? Currently have Darcy, but English is putting 25 on his head uh, by average each week. So, Brendan Collins is asking, is English a must-have? Keep Darcy this week. If, if Jared Witch doesn't come back and Darcy's playing against Ned Moyle, wow, that could be a monster score. 
Louis? I don't mind it. Um, I'm probably leaning towards the camp that Darcy's someone you do have to take to the buyers now, but with such a massive discrepancy, I can't blame anybody for looking for it or convince them out of it. Uh, he's clearly going to be the number one, right? 25 points a week. If you didn't have any other issues in your side, I don't mind it because I'm not sure it's a, a luxury trade or a sideways trade. It's a clear upgrade. There's a little bit of coin that you have to find to do it, but you're going to sleep a whole lot easier, aren't you? Yeah, it's true. So the, the game theory piece for me is as long as you have rookies on the field, you have the chance to get the 30s, 40s and 50s. Um, so we only have to look at Wilmont, um, Cash Cowan. Um, uh, we had the, the winger from Carlton give us a 52. We had McKenzie give us a... Uh, 56 um, during the week. So my game theory is you started who you started with. You get week one to fix up your rookies. You get week two um, to correct any um, any primos or, or mid prices that you've selected wrong or had a change of role. Um, that you can correct and week three is definitely the the mid-price move and then from round four onwards is upgrade season so one up one down if you can all deal with bullets as we're all going to be dealing with this week the more you sideways trade for the remainder four to eight weeks until we get to the buy rounds the less chance you are of getting rid of those people that are going to give you 30s and 40s. The longer uh, a Warpool, um, the longer a Cowan, the longer a Wilmot sits on your ground and creates issues for you on a weekly basis. So I don't know how many times we've heard coaches talk about this. I've got so many issues to deal with. As soon as you look at a Dunkley a Darcy that you need to, or you feel like you need to upgrade, the less chance you are of getting rid of those rookies, and that's where you just fall behind the pack. As soon as, and, and this is why I'm looking at the McPherson types, the picket types, the ones that are that are moving up, um, the, the ones that are potentially going to break the game open for you that aren't going to give you the 40s, but may drop down to a 70. Um, they're the ones that I want right now because I want to get to luxury trade period as soon as possible. As soon as I get to luxury trade period, that's when I pick my mark. Yep, I'm losing 25 points on Darcy to English. I need to move on that. Yeah, I'll give Your you... Your thoughts on that, Louis? You go, Luke. Oh, sorry. You go, just, You've nailed it. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'll give you another example on that. Let's say you have got Doherty and you don't have Will Day. Okay, so you 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 could do that um, tinkering with Darcy and English you spoke about, but another way to go would be um, you got Darcy Wilmot that you're playing on field. You could take um, Sam Doherty, trade him to Stewart, you're left with about 250000 put that on Wilmot and you get Wilmot up to a Nick Haynes who you know he's going to make money um, and he could score all right for, for a period as well. So, yeah, getting another rookie off field who could be a 36 again this week. 
Louis? Yeah, no, I think you're spot on with your points there, Stato. You can uh, look at the 25 points a week that you're giving up with Darcy to English, but then over the course of a season, if you're constantly trying to plug these gaps and fill these holes, um, which really only picks your team for a week or two at a time, uh, while ignoring some of the other issues there, then quite quickly that 25 points a week that you were chasing ends up being you know 50 points in the hole every single week despite owning your man. Yeah, absolutely. So Liam O'Flynn asked this question. Um, Stuart's score be affected by Duncan? We spoke about that one. Yeah, it's let let's um, let's see how it unfolds on that one. I, I don't think it'll have too much of an effect. They play different roles. Yep. Um, Doherty to Dacos and Warple to Pickett, holding day. Not sure if Warple to Pickett is the right move this week now. <clears throat> because day's out. Yes. Yeah, but a big look with Pickett, you're going to get money, as in he's going to make more money this week. Let's have a look at that quickly. Uh, don't have it. Yeah, so he'll make thirty thousand at least this week. So, um, but yeah, I just I just think that if if that's your best move and Warple's your biggest headache, okay, fair enough. But I'm feeling okay about leaving him in my team at this point for this week. And, and this goes to that point that you made, Harmy, before in saying that a Doherty to Dacus has only given you 50k, so there's not too much more you can do. Yeah, yep. Look, at, But I do like the Doherty to Dacos. I mean, uh, you guys spoke about him earlier. If you just watch, watch Collingwood play. He's their best player, I reckon, and um, he demands the footy and they give it to him. <laughs> so... I don't know. He's, Lockie Jones couldn't tag him. It'll be interesting when he comes up against a decent tag. So if Windhager goes to him this week, um, it'll certainly be one to watch. But uh, he's he's awesome. Um, Seamus is asking the question, uh, Doc and Day to Hunt and Oliver already have Dacos and Stewart. The, the, the only reason that I would kind of do that is with Doherty going out, we've actually lost a captaincy option. So that's one other thing I was trying to bear in mind today when I was looking at stuff. But, geez, I, I just feel like you would be paying top dollar for Oliver and I think, yeah, I just feel like it's yeah, paying overs for him at this point. Louis? Yeah, I agree with Harmy there, and especially on the captain stuff, it's it's funny how many coaches would have started a Josh Dunkley and a Sam Doherty and left the midfield captain option uh, to the side, thinking that there's a good chance to VC and C throughout the first six weeks, uh, only to have Dunkley underperform and Sam Doherty probably slightly underperform and then get injured. So um, it's a good point that Harmy raises there. Yeah, and, and look, this is another game theory is you don't grab people at the, the peak expense. This is – you only do that when you're doing your luxury trades. So if you go Oliver now, who's – I think he's 1060000 roughly about that mark. Um, at the end of the day, you're paying 70 80 k more than he started with. 
the reality is um, is as soon as you pay that coin, you're hamstrung for your next move. And the point is is look at a sarong who's on the way up, um, who's having a breakout season. I'm very thankful I started with him. And LDU, um, those type that are two, 300K cheaper that you can actually get now, they're going to make you coin, but it gives you that extra 200K to make your next move next week. Yeah, I don't hate it. I'm actually considering banking some money for next week to try and get an upgrade, um, get one less rookie on field. Yeah, and that's that's what the game theory needs to be all about, is making the theory. Now, um, we might um, – I, I see Hef, I see DC, I saw Warney before. I don't know if he's still on. Um, but if anyone wants to ask any questions online, um, whether it be those boys or anyone else, you're more than welcome to, to ask that question. Um, but, Louis, anything else that you've, you've got running in your mind that you haven't thought about or haven't shared yet? Oh, I think it's uh, going to be an interesting one or two weeks just with the DPP edition. So there's quite a few players who are going to be super relevant for a lot of coaches there. Obviously, a Harry Sheasel is going to move into the defensive line. You're probably going to get midfield status for a Wilmot, forward status for a McKenzie, and that's not even getting into all the other players who actually do have a bit of cash on their heads. So I'd be making my plans across the next two weeks, keeping in mind that these guys are going to pick up that status and that potentially you could find yourself in a sticky situation where you do um, accidentally chuck seven players in one line, which I've done before as well. Um, so I think that's something coaches are going to have to keep in mind over the next couple of weeks. And uh, the coaches that do it well will get a massive jump in the in the rankings. Nah, beautiful. Any last thoughts, Harmy? Uh, well, I agree with Louis there. Don't sort of load up with heaps of defenders now, bearing in mind if you've got... Um, uh, Sheasel and Zeebel in your forward line and you want to try and get them back at some stage too so no that's a good point and yeah just the only other one was, was mine from earlier I think um, there are other ways to make uh, money in the game by trying to find some value picks that don't always have to be the rookies when we've got a bit of a shortage of rookies coming through Well I might wrap up and I will say the best form of attack is through defence Unfortunately, some of us won't have enough to defend this week, but best of luck to you all. Uh, I know we're all dodging bullets. Um, I've been hit by two. I'm sure um, quite a few others have got uh, more to that list, no doubt. But best of luck when selections happen. Uh, if you go to gather round, please try to avoid DOS as much <laughs> as you, you can. It'll cost you a fortune, but... Uh, Thanks for joining us and uh, we look forward to catching up with everyone soon. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. See everyone. Have a good night.